Lord's laid in his heart, put in his spirit for us tonight. I'm ready to hear it. How about you? Amen. I want to hear it and be a doer of it. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit tonight. God bless you, brother. I wonder, would you lift your voice? Would you hand clap tonight? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, how many is glad to be in the house of the Lord this evening? How many is truly glad to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Come on, we serve a mighty good God. We serve a mighty good Savior. Hallelujah. He is able. He is able in this house tonight. Hallelujah. How many come expecting in the house of the Lord tonight? And I said, how many come expecting in the house of the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. I believe that once we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we receive power. Amen. How many believe that we receive power with the Holy Ghost? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bible, Luke chapter 22, amen, verse number 31. Amen. Do want to say, man, how awesome it's been around here. Amen. All the wonderful power of the Holy Ghost moving and working. Amen. How many is thankful for what God is doing? Hallelujah. He's liberating. He's tearing down walls. Amen. He's destroying strongholds by his mighty power. Amen. Amen. I saw uh, Brother Paul, amen, today in Walmart. Amen. And I had a little talk with him. Amen. And I told him he could leave here tonight full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I told him it was God's will to satisfy him. Amen. How many else believes that with me tonight in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Luke chapter 22, verse number 31 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Jesus gives a warning to Peter and says, Peter, there is a, a battle, a struggle going on for you. Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat, that he may destroy you. But on the other hand, Peter, I'm praying for you that your faith fail not. I mean, I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. Lord Jesus, uh, God, I come before you right now. God, I pray that you'd empty me of myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. Uh, God, I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing. God, there is nobody like you. Uh, there's no healer like you. There's no deliverer like you. Uh, but you are the one and only true and living God. Uh, God, I pray that you'd open up the prison doors to them that are bound in their spirits tonight. God, fill somebody with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this house tonight. God. 
God. Lord, I pray that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage that would bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free, God. Lift the heavy burden off the shoulders of those that are oppressed, off of those that are bound, God. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God. And if any good thing would happen in this house tonight, Lord, let it be said that it's because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time all across this house. I wonder what somebody lift up your voice like a triumph, like a trumpet in this house tonight. Come on, he's worthy. Hallelujah. God, I give you glory. I give you praise in this house tonight. You are my deliverer. You are my healer. You are my prince of peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout out the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you. Amen. On this subject that the Lord has laid on my heart. Most wanted. Most wanted. Amen. And beginning last night, amen, God began to deal with me on this. And I just want to do my best to bear my burden to you tonight. Is that all right? Hallelujah. Last night, I had a dream, and to be honest with you, it was a very disturbing dream. And I dreamed that there was this group of people that were packaging up some items. And as I got closer to see what they were packaging up, I noticed it was a bunch of heads. And I looked in bewilderment and, and amazement, and I asked them, why? Are you doing this? What is the meaning of this? Why are you so just casually packaging up these heads as if it were just nothing and just uh, what is going on in this situation? And and they looked at me and they said to me, "We're we're doing this because someone is is paying us eight thousand and nine hundred dollars for each one of these that we get back." to them and and I don't know why it was such a strange amount all I know is that uh, when I woke up I was feeling disturbed in my spirit and I, I began to pray and I began to talk to God and uh, and immediately I began to think of about bounties that are placed um, on people that others won't take in out of the way and, uh, and my mind began to go back and I began to, to recall how that outlaws uh, used to have a price placed on their head uh, is the word that would be used for that and because of the trouble and the pain that they cause to others and even in modern times there are terrorists that have bounties placed on them in an attempt to stop them before they destroy any more lives as a matter of fact even the FBI has come up with a most wanted list in recent times to have a means of focusing on the most dangerous criminals to have a means of focusing all their efforts and energy and finance uh, toward capturing the most dangerous uh, and the ones that can cause the most harm uh, and hurt to other peoples uh, around them. Uh, uh, the focus is placed on public enemy uh, number one. And I want to tell somebody here uh, in the house of the Lord tonight that hell uh, has a most wanted list. Uh, Satan likes to set his sight uh, on men and women that he can destroy. Uh, hell likes to put its attention 
attention on those that it thinks God can use for his glory for hell does not want a sinner to be saved by the grace of God hell does not want a Sunday school teacher to teach a young man or a young lady about the grace and the goodness and the mercy of God hell does not want a preacher to stand and proclaim the truth that there is but one God that there is but one Lord that there is but one faith but one baptism in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin Isaiah 5 14 says therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. Can I tell you Satan is not willing to let anyone out of his grip. But the word of God tells us that hell has enlarged itself. Hell has opened up its mouth without measure to receive every soul that it can. Hell is never satisfied, but yet hell cries out for another soul. Hell cries out for another one to be snatched out of this life without a chance and without an opportunity. Hell is longing to bring a another into its grips and into its grasp. Hell is a place of pain and torment. Luke 16, 22 tells us about a rich man and a beggar. It says that it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And said Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. We find the rich man Lazarus did not care about others in the life that he lived on the earth. But now here he is in a place of pain and a place of torment finding himself tormented in the flames of hell. So desperate to even be willing to just accept one little drop of water to cool his parching tongue. Just one fingertip dipped in water to be dropped upon my tongue. Oh, have mercy on me for I am tormented in this place of separation. I'm tormented in this flame. There's a gulf between me and thee. Oh, rich man, you had an opportunity while you were yet alive, but now you find yourself in a place where it's too late to make up your mind. It's too late to decide what you're going to do anymore, but the decision has already been made. Hell had been reaching for you. Hell had been tugging on you, and now hell has you, and hell will not let you go. Can I tell you tonight that life, this life, is not the end. When you close your eyes in death, it's not the end. When my loved ones and your loved ones pass by in front of that coffin, we're already spending eternity 
somewhere. We've already signed the final paperwork. We've already made our final decision. We've already sang the last song that will ever be sung. We've already crossed over for that one and final time. Can I tell somebody tonight, in the house of the Lord, there is an eternity. There is an eternity with God or an eternity without God. Hell is a place of pain and loss. And grief and heartbreak and eternity of separation from the presence of God. In the passage that we started with, Satan has begun to target Peter. Satan knows that Jesus is desiring to use Peter, so he sets his sights on him. In Matthew 16 and 18, Jesus speaking to Peter says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Can I tell you that Peter had been chosen by God to handle the keys to the kingdom. He said, Peter, I'm going to build my church upon the rock of the revelation of who I am. And the gates of hell, they will try. They will attack. They will try to bring down my church but it will not prevail against it Peter I've given you power to bind up the adversary I'm giving you power to lose those that are bound and I tell somebody tonight that the devil does not like it when God puts his hand on somebody's life Satan does not like it when God hands you power and authority but it makes him tremble it makes him afraid at what he's going to lose by the mighty power of God. Oh, here is the man that God has selected, that God has chosen. Oh, but not only has Peter stirred up heaven, but now Peter has stirred up hell. And the adversary is saying, we got to take him down. We cannot let him make it, for he has the keys to the kingdom. Can I tell you tonight that if God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, he has given you power. He has given you dominion. And Satan does I like it. He wants to take you down. He wants to destroy you. But by the body power of Jesus, you can't stand. Jesus tells Peter, Simon, I got to tell you something. Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. He desires to shake you around trying to find one exit hole big enough for you to slide out of. 
so that the wind could come and blow you away from my presence. Come and blow you away from my authority and away from my power. He's going to try to shake you into a place where you just get carried away by whatever wind that comes along and by whatever begins to happen in your life. Oh, but I want you to understand, Peter. Oh, this is not a game. This is not just something where we're just going through the motions anymore. But this is real. And Satan desires to have you. What Jesus was telling Peter is that you're on hell's most wanted list. You are an adversary to the kingdom of darkness and he wants to put out your light. He wants to put out your lamp. But can I tell you tonight that it is by the word of the Lord that you find direction. It is by the word of the Lord that you find your way. Don't let hell snuff out your light. Don't let hell put out the fire that the Holy Ghost has put in you. John 10 and 10, Brother Ford quoted the verses right above this. It says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Amen. The thief wants to keep you from entering in through that door that Brother Ford was talking about tonight. He wants to stop you from making your way into that joy unspeakable and full of glory. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. I don't want you to just live but I want you to truly be alive I want you to understand that there is more than enough power to liberate you there's more than enough grace to call you by name there's more than enough in the house of the Lord to stop the thief from destroying your life can I tell you that not only are you on hell's most wanted list? <laughs> but you are also on heaven's most wanted list. Revelations 21 and 4 tells us about what heaven is going to be like. It says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And I tell you that heaven is going to be an amazing place to be. Heaven is going to be a place where there's no more pain, there's no more sorrow, there's no more heartache. And when God wipes the tears from your eyes, there will be no more more tears to cry. It will be joy, unspeakable and full of glory. I come to tell somebody tonight that heaven wants you. Heaven needs you. Heaven desires you. Jesus said, I've gone to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. God, build one for me. I want to come home. Build one for me. I want to walk down those streets of gold. Build one for me. I want to make heaven Heaven, my home. Jesus told Peter, this is what Satan wants to do to you, but I prayed for you 
that your faith fail not. There was a spiritual tug of war going on over Peter's soul. Jesus said, I have my hand on you, Peter, because I've given you the keys to the kingdom. I've given you power. I've given you dominion. I've given you authority. But Satan desires to stop you from being used by me. And I pray for you, Peter, that once you are strengthened, once you are converted, I pray that you would strengthen the brethren. Oh, Jesus was letting Peter know there's going to come a hard moment and a hard time in your life. And yet you're even going to deny me three times. But in the middle of your failure, in the middle of your turmoil don't forget that I still have my hand on your life and once you reach the point of conversion remember there's others that need me remember there's others that are weak that need to be strengthened remember that there's others that hell wants to destroy but heaven is rooting for them and heaven is praying for them stand up and tell them God's got a plan for your life God's got a plan for your future God's got a place prepared for you. Can I tell you tonight that just as Jesus and Satan wrestled and fought over Peter, that here in the house of the Lord tonight there was a battle going on for your soul. There's a battle going on for my soul. Would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. I've come to tell you that we are living in the last of the last days. We are living in a very crucial time where Satan realizes I've got to take down as many as I can take down now for my days are numbered. Satan realizes that he doesn't have long to destroy all the families that he can destroy. Can I tell you that Satan does not like a happy family. He doesn't like a mother and a father raising their children together. But he wants to sow discord and separation. And I'll tell you that Satan does not like harmony and unity. But he wants to sow division. Can I tell you in the house of the Lord, he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But there is one greater than him, and his name is Jesus. And he says, I know what the devil's trying to do, but I've come to give you life. I've come to let you live and not die. God help us. Most wanted. Most wanted. Hell says I'm going to focus my attention on the church. I've already got the world sewed up. I've already got them so bound up by drugs and alcohol and pornography and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. I'm going to focus my attention on the church. I'm going to focus my attention on the house of the Lord. And I'm going to try to destroy as many lives as I can destroy. I'm going to do whatever I can to wreak havoc and to cause pain and to cause failure. But can I let you know tonight that we stand in a place of grace. We stand in a place of 
what God is saying, hey, I've sent a preacher to preach to you. I've sent a pastor to watch over you. Hey, as the church family, for you to call on in your hour of need. There is a place for you to go when hell is reaching for you, when hell is pulling for you, when hell is saying, I got you this time. Somebody ought to call on the name of Jesus. First Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Can I tell you, there ought to be something that rises up on a man or a woman of God that says, I'm going to resist what the adversary is trying to do in my life. I'm going to stand flat-footed against the attack of the enemy on my home and on my life and on my church. I'm going to stand flat-footed and say, in the name of Jesus, I have dominion and I have power and I have authority. Hell won't to destroy you but God wants to use you for his glory hell wants to tear you down but heaven wants to build you up Satan wants to destroy you but God wants to edify you and cause the chains to fall at your feet by the mighty power of the Holy Ghost This passage that we just read was written by Peter himself. Can I tell you that he knew what it's what it's like to have Satan's crosshairs on him? He knew what it was like to fall and to fail God. My wife would make her way to the music. He knew what it was like to deny Jesus, not once, not twice. Yet three times. And for Jesus to look at him as the cock crew. And their eyes to meet. And for Peter to feel that emptiness. That feeling of failure. That feeling of, oh God, what have I done? I've made a mess out of my life. I thought I was strong enough, Jesus. I thought I could do it. But God, you were right. I'm nothing without you. I'm nothing without you, Jesus. He goes out. And the Word of God says that Peter finds a place to pray. Or he finds a place and he weeps bitterly. I don't know the conversation that took place. As he cried and wept bitterly. Jesus is crucified. He's nailed to a cross. He's placed in a borrowed tomb. And I'm sure that Satan tried to convince Peter that Jesus, he no longer loves you. He no longer cares about you. He can no longer use you, Peter. Ah. You were supposed to have power, Peter. 
You were supposed to have authority and dominion. But look what a failure you made. When Jesus needed you most, where were you? Now John, hey, now John, there's one, Peter. He went all the way to the cross with Jesus. He was there. You know, Peter, Jesus couldn't even look at you and say, hey, take care of my mother. You know why? Because you weren't even there, Peter. You gave up when times got tough. You ran out on Jesus. And do you really think, do you really think for one moment that he's still going to care about you? That he's still going to love you? Oh, but somewhere, somewhere in the middle of all of this, oh, you know, hell's thinking, hey, I've I done pretty good focusing my attention on Peter. I got him right where I want. I got my most wanted. I got him right where he needs to be. But heaven was rooting for Peter. And Jesus was still rooting for Peter. And Jesus was, had already prayed for Peter. He said, hey, I'm going to pray that your faith fail you not. It's going to be tried. It's going to be tested. You're going to be brought low, but I'm, gonna, I'm praying for you right now. I'm laying up provision for you in the future. It's going to get tough, but just don't, don't, don't let your faith fail you. And when you are converted, when you reach that point of utter selflessness, where everything about you no longer matters, and all you care about is Jesus, and all you care about is making things right with God that's when you'll be strengthened and that's when you'll be converted and I tell you tonight when you reach your wits in that's when God can convert you that's when you can be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost not until then as long as you think you can do it it'll never happen but something within you has to break Lift your hands with me all across this house. Come on, would you lift your voice with me all across this sanctuary? Somewhere, Peter finds a place of repentance. Somewhere, he finds a place. He says, I know I messed up, but I'm still going to press my way into the presence of and in Acts 1 and 15, it says, and in those days, this is on the day of Pentecost, Peter stood up in the midst of, his, of the disciples and said the number of the names together were about 120. Can I tell you that Peter was numbered among the 120 that were in the upper room, tearing and waiting for the promise. Satan had tried to prevent this moment. But here is Peter. He's praying. And he's saying, God, I want that power that you promised. I want that power that you said we will be endued with power from on high. Tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And Acts 2 and 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound 
from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and yes brother Peter was sitting somewhere in that room I don't know if he was somewhere in the front or maybe somewhere in the back corner somewhere but all I know he was there positioning himself for God to fill him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and verse 4 says and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and I think that in spite of all of his mistakes and failures Peter was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost can I tell you he was on heaven's most wanted list heaven said Peter I've still got a plan for your life I've still got a work for you to do Can I tell you tonight you're on heaven's most wanted list? Can I tell you that heaven is waiting with expectation? Hell said, I'll take you down roads that you'll never come back from. Hell said, I'll take you places you'll never heal from. Hell tugs and reaches. Oh, but there's a heavenly tug of war. Can anybody feel that tug of war in your spirit tonight? Can anybody feel heaven calling your name? Can anybody hear Jesus saying, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Can you hear the voice of Jesus saying, This is the rest. This is the refreshing. Come on. Come on. I wonder, can you hear it? Can you hear the call that says, Come and be filled. Come and be healed. Come and be restored. Come and be touched by the power of my Spirit. Luke 15 verse 10 says likewise I say unto you there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented heaven rejoices when one man when one woman makes up their mind I'm going to cry out to Jesus for repentance and I tell you for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord if you're here tonight and you don't have the Holy Ghost don't leave without the Holy Ghost you're on hell's most wanted list. And the only wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life to Jesus Christ for it all. You're here tonight without forgiveness of your sins. Don't leave until you make things right with God. Oh, Jesus. There are only two options. Death damnation or everlasting life 
how when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call if he's calling your name tonight you're wanted by him if he's pulling on your heartstrings, heaven wants you Jesus loves you he died for your sins hell wants to destroy you but Jesus wants to give you eternal life he desires to wash you and fill you to the uttermost Satan wants to destroy you but Jesus says come let me feel that longing in your spirit let me satisfy you come on don't give Satan the opportunity opportunity to rejoice over you but let heaven rejoice over you don't give hell the opportunity to rejoice over you but let heaven rejoice when it hears your prayer of repentance when it hears your prayer that says Jesus I can't do it without you on these altars are open would you come Come on, there's those that need to pray. Would you come? Come on, would you come?